Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Beyond the Zero. I'm your host, Ben. My guests today are Mariette Navarro and Corey Stockwell. Marriott as a writer and her novel Ultramarine, translated by Corey Stockwell, is out now from Heloise Press. Welcome to the show, Marriott and Corey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Marriott, I want to start with you. You're joining me from Paris. It's nighttime. How is life over living in Paris? Uh, it's, a, it's a big city for me because I'm from a, a little town. <laughs> so it's uh, another life, but it's great. Yeah. Did you grow up in Lyon? Is that what I read? Yes, yes, uh, near Lyon. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yes, suburb. <laughs> and Corey, you're in Minneapolis. Um, what's it like yeah. over there in Minnesota? It's fine. I mean, uh, it's not as exciting as Paris, uh, <laughs> but it's yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's kind of uh, it's been a rough few years for Minneapolis, to be honest. So it's hopefully things are getting back on track. We'll see. Okay. What do you do for work in Minneapolis? I do a few things. Mostly I translate. Mm-hmm. I'm a freelance translator. And then I mm-hmm. also am a, uh, I, I, I teach just one course at a local university, usually a course per semester in literature. Uh, and those are my main activities. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Mariette, you've written a lot of plays and poetry, but can you tell us a little bit about your background in writing? How did you start writing and, and tell us about some of the things you've written previous to this book? Mm-hmm. Uh, I started writing for the theatre mm-hmm. because I started acting uh, when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> and then I studied um, both um, lit- modern literature and dramaturgy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it became my main job to work in theater, to write plays, and to um, to work with directors and uh, yeah, study um, plays. Mm-hmm. So yes, I started with theater and poetry also. Excellent. And Corey, what about you? So you 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 translate from French into English. Tell us about how you got into that world of translation. Well, I I worked for many years as an academic, and mm-hmm. I was just uh, it kind of I wasn't enjoying it, and I was thinking, <clears throat> well, what other things could I do? Uh, I like books a lot. What other kind of book related things could I do? And I sort of felt, I, I got a couple of contracts uh, just reaching out to people whose writing I admired, and one of them said, well, why don't you translate my latest book? And I, the contract came very quickly, and I did it, and that just uh, one thing led to another, and that's been kind of my last three or four years, just doing a lot of translating. Amazing. Okay. Marietta, I want to move on to your book, Ultramarine. It's your first novel. At the end of the book, you describe your experience having a writer's residence on a ship uh, with a female captain in 2012. Can you tell us about that residence and and the inspiration behind writing the book? Yes, uh, I'll switch in French <laughs> if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> um, we are so in 2012, she did this residency uh, on board a ship, but the captain of the ship, it, so the ship was in the Atlantic and the captain was a man. The woman, who is the main character of Ultramarine, who is the ship's captain, 
the fact that she's a woman is invented. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there were six riders in this residency and they were on board this ship. Uh, and they la, went all the way across the Atlantic and uh, from, from Brittany in France to the West Indies. And it lasted two weeks in total. So she, she didn't write well during the residency. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny, because she was very sick. But what she did do was take a lot of notes. Uh, notes about what she was feeling, notes about her experience, thoughts she was having, and that gave birth to a novel many years later. Can you tell us about the general plot of the novel? What's the setup to the story of the book? Uh, yes, I, I try it in English. <laughs> um, so we are on, on a cargo ship mm -hmm. uh, that crosses the Atlantic and um, a female captain allows a crew to jump into the, the open sea for a swim. Mm. So that's um, the main plot. <laughs> But uh, um, she's the daughter of a captain and she's highly respected in the craft. Um, but while they are swimming, Uh, she stays on the boat and watches uh, them from above um, and they enjoy their, their swim they um, they feel free but also um, they encounter vertigo and mm -hmm. doubts uh, so when they get back on the board Um, strange things uh, start uh, happening. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I I can't tell everything. Yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> I have to, <laughs> mm -hmm. to to let a little mystery. But um, with 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 strange things uh, start to happen. The, the ship uh, is slowing down. Mm. Um, things uh, are not the same again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about the title of the book, Ultramarine, because I immediately thought of Malcolm Lowry's book with the same title. But can you tell us about the inspiration for the title of the book? Uh, yes, I... I I heard about uh, Malcolm Lowry's book and mm -hmm. uh, I love this word so much. Yeah. And ultramarine has, has several uh, meanings in French, mm -hmm. but also in English, I think. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, color, mm -hmm. but also it's, uh, it means people, people who live uh, overseas. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, So it has. I I love this word. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to to name my book <laughs> Ultramarine, but I didn't know if I could do it because yeah. of <laughs> Laurie's book. Yeah. But my publisher told me it it was okay. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. okay. There's also um, a short story of uh, from for um, Carver Carver. Oh, Raymond Carver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But okay. the the world is so beautiful to me. So. <laughs> yeah. When I saw Aina from Heloise 
talking about that book. Um, I just needed to get it very quickly because it's a, it's a beautiful cover and it's a beautiful title. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the book is beautiful, yeah. <laughs> I guess one of the things that sets this book apart in a way um, from a book like Malcolm Lowry's book is the fact that you have this female captain of the ship, which obviously in shipping circles is extremely rare. I don't think this happens terribly often. I'm sure it happens more often now than it used to. But can you tell us about your female captain? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll speak in French again because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm sorry for you when I speak English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, your English is so good. Yeah, so she she very quickly when she started writing decided that it would be a female captain in part so that she wasn't just to get into a fiction to, to actually write a fiction rather than just writing down her journal notes. aussi parce que j'étais dans un moment dans l'écriture où je prenais conscience qu'il y avait Yeah, so she was becoming aware also that there were very, there were very in the, the plays she was working with, for instance, there were very few strong women characters in these plays, and she really wanted to defend the idea of a, uh, a stand up for the idea of a female character who wouldn't, who was actually working and who was actually a protagonist and who wasn't just waiting for her man on land while he was out, you know, on the seas. So uh, the the woman, in, in a sense, in the process of the writing, appeared a bit late. Uh, the first thing she had was the group of sailors, mm-hmm. and the sailors who had jumped into the water and who were who were swimming in the middle of the ocean. And then she imagined a person. Uh, she she imagined a person watching them. And then she realized that this person was a woman, and that's the that's where the writing really took off. Excellent. All right. Corey, I'd like to ask you about the process of working with uh, Mariette on the translation. How was that process for you? I mean, it was great, although I didn't... Well, working with Mariette was mostly every once in a... Mariette, I mean, maybe you remember better than I do, but I just, I had questions where there were... Because there are some... Mariette writes, it's no surprise that she's a poet. She writes very poetically, and there were some passages that were, you know, the writing is all very nuanced, just like what she said about the title. You write it for any given passage, for any given word, there are many different ways of interpreting it. And it, it also, you know, you should hear many different voices, many different meanings in a single passage. And so there were quite a few challenges. And so I would, Mariette was very gracious with her time uh, whenever I would have questions, I would email her and she would, um, you know, she would, I would give her ideas of how I would translate this or that, that, that passage sometimes, or sometimes just ask what, you know, to give a bit of, to give a bit more context of what she meant by this or that passage. And she would always reply really graciously. It's so nice to hear that you've worked so collaboratively on this translation work because I know a lot of authors you know these days they have their translation translated and and they never meet the author or the translator I think it's done very remotely that's so nice that you seem to obviously get along well but also work together so well on this book yes I remember it was uh, some technical words for example or yes I don't remember exactly but some 
yeah, details uh, about uh, how it was exactly on the ship, mm. things like that, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was another challenge because boats have their own language, right? Or ships have their own language. So mm -hmm. I, had to, I was looking for a lot of nautical terms and whatnot, and that was <laughs> a challenge. And again, Mariette was very helpful with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Amazing. It's, it, it, it's very... It's a chance for me to 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 meet Curry because mm. it's it's um, yes it's 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 my book but it's it's also Curry's one now because it's uh, yeah shared uh, uh, work. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about Heloise Press because I think they do such a good job with the books they're publishing. But also one of the things that has come up. I think the last few years, especially, that has been something that's been slightly annoying, especially for translators, is the fact that often they will be featured somewhere in the book, have their names maybe on the inside title, but Heloise Press, a number of other presses are doing it now, have been putting the names of the translator on the cover so we can all see who's done the great work. But I want to ask you both about the process of working with Heloise and Aina over there, who's just fantastic. How's the process been, Mariette? Uh... I'll tell it in French again. Yeah. So she didn't have direct contact throughout the process. It was because most of that happened between the two publishers, between Aina, the publisher at Heloise Press, and then Mariette's French publisher. And yeah, that happened between them. And then there was an international agency involved as well. And so the contact where Mariette was concerned was really... Uh, once the book was ready, that's where she and Ina had some conversations. Uh, and even that, it's it's only been over a Zoom. They haven't met face-to-face. Uh, -face. Um, yeah, but it's it's been mostly kind of email and Zoom, stuff like that. Okay, cool. And Corey, how's that process working with them for you? Oh, great. I mean, yeah, I don't... I'm a bit scared of engaging in too much hyperbole here, but Ina's just... Uh, very good at what she does a real just a real reader mm. um with an eye for you know serious meaningful literature um very enthusiastic very just on top of everything right you never have to be worried you know well when's she gonna get back to me is she gonna you know pay attention to this or that i mean she's just a, an absolute dream to work with. And so I pitched her the novel. Uh, I read the novel a couple of years ago and I kind of sent proposals out and she responded. Mm -hmm. And that was just, uh, from then it was just great. Okay. Interesting. Corey, I want to ask you just on that, like as a translator, is that the way you've kind of come to work? Have you just found stuff and done readers reports and then pitched it? So two, there are two different things. One, well, three, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. The first, first it started out with pitching people, and then there's a there was one publisher who I, I'm happy to say liked one of my translations, and since then has given me several sent me several other contracts, mm -hmm. uh, and so there's been the pitching, the kind of uh, follow up work through the just meeting with, with the publisher, and more recently, um, I'm I'm doing a co translation now with a friend, so that's another way that I've gotten translation work just um, 
started getting to know people and mm -hmm. that's that's been nice as well excellent all right i want to move back to you mariette and ask you after this book so this book came out in 2021 in french um what have you written after that and do we have more mariette to look forward to in english in english i don't know yet but mm. in french uh, i'm finishing now uh, another novel um, amazing um, yes uh, in french again <laughs> Um, okay, so she's just in the final uh, stages of a novel that, if all goes well, should be published uh, in fall of 2024, si bien, and which is called uh, si bien, uh, Palace of Glass or Glass Palace. Palais de Verre. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the book, Maria? Um, oui, c'est... There's a story about a, another story about a woman, but this one isn't in nature or on the open sea. This one takes place in a city and in a kind of professional milieu. And it's about a woman who's been working, uh, but who kind of loses her sense of meaning at her, in, in her work. And uh, so because of that, she she decides to leave. Elle ne se sent plus adhérée à ce à ce qu'il animait jusqu'à présent et donc elle décide de quitter son travail. And at the same time, this is a parallel movement of a kind of collective voice and the voices that of her colleagues who stay after she leaves and who are dealing with her absence. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so it's very different. <laughs> that sounds so good. Okay, I can't wait to read that. Hopefully, in Corey's translation, translation at some point. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Corey, what about you? What's your next project? Okay, I'm I'm working on several things. I'm translating uh, Albert Camus' correspondence uh, mm -hmm. with his lover Maria Cazares, uh, and then I'm translating a novel called. Uh, Live Fast by uh, Brigitte Giraud. Mm -hmm. And then I'm translating uh, a, a, an essay. It's also, I've got it right here. I'll show you. The last, <laughs> the last Jewish story or the last Jewish history. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book about Jewish humor by a French writer okay. named Michel Viviorca. So I don't, uh, which is interesting. For, I'm hardly a specialist in that matter, but it's, uh, I've read a little bit and it's very interesting and very funny. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Marietta, I want to ask you about some of your gateway books. What were some of the books that inspired you as a writer? Um, as a writer, I have, I have a, a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. For Ultramarine, uh, I have two in particular. Mm -hmm. Um uh, to, um the odyssey yeah um because it it, it uh, gave me the intuition that um the sea could be a place um a magical place a place where um, uh, different realities can mix uh, <laughs> and um yes uh, um in particular um an episode uh, where um, Ulysses uh, goes to, uh, I'll tell it in French, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Le, 
le chant, euh, l'épisode où, où Ulysse va au royaume des morts. Ah, that's really lovely. So, um, et, et one particular episode in the Odyssey, and that's where Ulysses or Odysseus goes que... to the kingdom of the ça dead. Ça m'a ouvert la perspective um, que and he is, is able to <laughs> meet with and speak with his mother. And it gave Mariette the idea that the, the, the sea could be a, the place where the living and the dead meet and converse with each other. And that was, you know, in many ways, an inspiration for the novel. Yeah, because you lose any ideas of space and time, so everything becomes possible. So Moby Dick also, and that especially in, in, insofar as in, in Mariette's work, the, the boat in a sense becomes the whale. And yeah, there, there ceases to be any kind of distinction. There's a, there's a kind of beating heart of the, of the ship that she talks about a lot in the novel. That, uh, and that really came by way of Melville. Interesting. Okay, wow. What two great inspirations. Corey, can I ask you some of your gateway books? I would say, uh, well, that is a, I, I had some listed and now I've forgotten what I was going to tell you. You know, I'm a big fan of Borges. Yeah. You ever, I don't know if you've read, yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever people ask me about my favorite writer, I kind of go back to him for whatever reason. Um, mm. Borges, I just remember the feeling of, reading him and thinking wow I, I never could have conceived of any of this never could have imagined that anything like this was possible mm. Borges um and then kind of predictable probably Shakespeare uh the Bible mm. I would say those three are biggies yeah mm -hmm. Shakespeare everything basically Mariette I want to ask you about some of your um do you want to tell me about some more of your inspiration books I read a lot of plays yeah for my my work but also because i, I like it so mm -hmm. um i i'm uh french <laughs> yeah she's very specialized in contemporary french theater so many of her cherished authors are are, are writing plays now Yeah, so the other work that she'd come back to is, is also by Melville and it's Bartleby. Yeah. And, um, and she finds that she's quite obsessed with the character of Bartleby. And in her, in her own work, there's always someone who stops and who doesn't do things. And it's this, you know, it echoes this Bartleby's I would prefer not to that, she, that really obsesses her. Yeah, so Beckett three other uh, kind of influences or important texts would be Beckett, uh, Albert, Cohen, Albert Cohen, and, and Flaubert, especially Madame, Madame, Bo yeah. Madame Bovary dans les, dans les <laughs> classiques français. With Albert Cohen, I want to ask you what books, like there's a few available in English, but what books should we read by Albert Cohen? Um, the big one, uh, yeah. Belle, du Belle du Seigneur, Belle du I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, uh, I read it when I was very young and <laughs> as a teenager, and it, it was really important for me. We'll take a quick break here on Beyond the Zero. We're speaking with Marit Navarro and Corey Stockwell. Are you worried about the rising cost of living? Do your wages just not keep up? Do you want a fresh start? 
Well, over at BTZ Johatsu Services, we can help. We can tailor a program of disappearance for you to suit your individual needs. Use promo code I live in Melbourne for 10% off. We're back on Beyond the Zero, it's time for Desert Island Books. I, I, I love um, a, a French author, but uh, who, uh, whose name is Hélène Besset, but she's a writer who wrote her books uh, in the 15th, but she nearly disappeared. Mm. Uh, and now uh, people are trying to republish her books and to, to make her and I really like her energy <laughs> mm. in, in writing. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank she, you. I should say, just if I could yeah. swoop in, I think she's, uh, she's somebody who's been talked about a fair amount recently, and somebody's publishing her. Could it be, is it New York Review Books? Somebody, I'm just kind of looking uh, online quickly, and I can't, mm -hmm. I can't find the publisher, but somebody is publishing Helen Besset right now in English translation. I just wow, it doesn't come to me right away, but that's that's a yeah, good yes. thing. I, it's she has a voice, a really, yeah, um, strong. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to write that down. <laughs> okay, and what about you, Corey? Do you want to give us some of your desert island books? Well, I think the ones I mentioned in terms of uh, I could give you stuff that I've recently read that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading an American novelist named Percival Everett, and he's yeah. contemporary, and he's phenomenal. Um, so that's definitely one I would... Uh, I've only read two of his books so far because I just learned of him, even though he's been writing for 30 years, no longer, I think. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I've been reading him. Uh, I recently... You know what I read recently? Helen DeWitt. Mm-hmm. Um, I read one of her very short books, The English Understand Wool, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's the New Directions one with the big format. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I read that in the summer over a few hours, I think it took me, and it was mm. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I recently read, uh, for the first time ever, uh, Thomas Hardy. I'd never read Hardy in my life, and I read Tess of the D'Urbervilles and was yeah. blown away by that. So mm. I think I'd pick that one up too. Mariette, what were some of your favorite books that came out this year? It's a difficult question because uh, I read a, a lot of um, theater texts, um, mm -hmm. and it's very hard to choose only one. <laughs> um, um, so though I, I don't have a <laughs> a single ID. You can give us um, a few. Yes. Uh, I'm currently reading um, plays from young um, uh, writers, French mm -hmm. writers, uh, named uh, Samuel Gallet or Philippe Malone, mm -hmm. and they mix poetry and and uh, theater. Mm -hmm. And I really like this uh, kind of writing. Yeah, but they they. They are um, not translated yet in English. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
Excellent. And Corey, what about you? What books have you read this year that you've really enjoyed? Okay. Does it have to be published in 2023 or just no, I read it? Just that you read. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. That works better. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, um, um, a book called the English understand wool by Helen mm -hmm. DeWitt. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, there, there's a book published a couple of years ago by Rowan Williams, who used to be the Archbishop of Canterbury. And it's mm -hmm. called, uh, looking East in winter. Okay. And it's a kind of, it's, a sort of an academic book, but nonetheless quite approachable, I think, about the Eastern Orthodox Church. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of mystical elements, and it's just brilliant. Um, a couple of books by Percival Everett, and that would be So Much Blue and Telephone. Mm -hmm. And those are contemporary novels. And then I just, this past year, I read for the first time The Culture of Narcissism by Christopher Lash. And that was just, you know, just amazing, amazing kind of popular social science, I guess you'd call it. Uh, it was written in the 70s, but I just I just got to it now, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Mariette, are there some books coming out in 2024 that you are looking forward to reading? Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm looking um, in internet because uh, I heard about uh, a book uh, translated from uh, Scotland and uh, named Imelda okay. from John Herdman. Yeah. And my um, my French publisher will publish it in French. And yeah. I think it's uh, what I heard about it. it um, yes, I think it's a great uh, novel. I don't okay. know if you <laughs> know it. John Herdman. Yeah, John Herdman. Yeah. Is, yeah, Imelda. Okay. That sounds really good. Yeah, it looks very uh, yes um, strong again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, yes, I'm just looking at that book. It looks fantastic. I'm gonna have to get it. Okay, <laughs> Corey, what about you? Have you got some books coming up in 2024 you're looking forward to? Yes, there's a novel coming out in fall. 2024 by a writer a french writer named mariette navarro <laughs> uh, looking forward to that one yeah <laughs> no, but seriously i uh so i that's true by the way mm -hmm. i'm bad with upcoming releases i just i, I always get taken by surprise yeah by i think percival everett has a new book coming out in 2024 Okay, well, I'll definitely read that then. But I mean, that guy has a book every year. So it's I, yeah. I could have given that answer, I guess, just as a kind of stand in for my ignorance. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, certainly I read, I'll read everything that he writes, because yeah. he really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll have to stick with those two because I'm yeah, and, and I'll I'll definitely hope to be surprised by many more books of the existence of which I'm as yet as of yet ignorant. Brilliant. Okay, I will let you both go. Thank you so much for joining me, Mariette and Corey. And um, everyone should go out and buy Ultramarine. It's a great little read. Um, congratulations on it to both of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks once again to Marriott Navarro and Corey Stockwell. Check out the show notes for all the details. You can find us on X and Instagram at Beyond Zero Pod, and you can email us at beyondzeropod at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to support this podcast by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Beyond the Zero. We'll be back with your next episode very soon.